Hi, I'm Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. It's a party in your mouth. Generally, we advise you to put a podcast in your ears instead, but <laughs> we're not your dad. What antiques are we talking about this week? The app offer up and its utility as a reseller. Ah, yes. I had heard legends. It got me kind of fired up because, uh... I hate this app. I got, all right, maybe this is one minute in and maybe I've given up the gambit. I hate it. I I hate it. Sources for this episode include. I've used it. Uh, (laughs) Well, I heard tell that on the West Coast and in, in the Midwest that this app is more frequently used. Maybe it sucks less out there. Maybe it sucks less out there. Here in scenic New Bedford, Massachusetts. Things are different. (laughs) Here on the East Coast, which you would think would be less the case because we're all packed really tightly in here like a can of sardines. Cities are generally less far away from each other, which generally makes a lot of these like trading apps a lot more populated just because it's easier to get around. It's not a huge haul for me to go to Kingston, Rhode Island, you know? Yeah. But I hate OfferUp. And judging from the general amount of use it sees, I'm going to guess everyone else here on the East Coast hates it too. And so just to make sure I wasn't being a hater, I put a listing up on OfferUp. And I contacted someone about a listing on OfferUp. We've done first-hand research, we have. I wanted to do some first-hand research to make sure that I wasn't just going to be hatering. Pray tell, what did you discover? My relationship with OfferUp has not always been this, um, combative. Which is interesting because it has always been with you. Well. And that is kind of your default state when approaching the world at large. That's true. I do get angry very easily and and have very little provocation. So OfferUp used to be this idyllic, beautiful place. It was specifically just kind of for peer-to-peer selling. It was best known in my area as a place where people would offload free items. And for about four months, it was fine to use. And then... Uh, Then a funny thing happened. It just started sucking. (laughs) You're right, that is funny. So I decided to dig in a little deeper to figure out when did it start sucking and am I crazy? So it is a customer-to-customer sales platform with an emphasis on in-person transactions. And it resembles Craigslist because it was a direct Craigslist competitor. Now, Craigslist is best known for having absolute ass mobile access. All of the mobile apps with which to access Craigslist are third-party apps. I still think they work better than OfferUp. It was founded in 2011 by Nick Huzar, and its major features were a large photo grid browsing, which is broadly still true, infinite scrolling, which is always bad, filtered by geolocation, questionable, direct upload from your device for sellers, which was a big deal because to post on Craigslist, you had to kind of middleman your PC to get photos up, and one of its biggest draws was the ability to sort inbound inquiries by highest to lowest bid, which did make it very attractive for resellers. Then one major thing got in the way of my and OfferUp's wedded bliss. The Fire Nation? The Fire Nation. OfferUp got extremely greedy. Uh-oh. Now previously OfferUp did of course feature ads. That is how many, many, I would say most free apps do work. At the time, I didn't find them extremely obtrusive. You might tell from my tone that that is not how I feel about it these days. It went from like a small banner ad every few scrolls to the entire screen being an ad every one scroll. Oh. And they're aware of this because they now offer a premium service. Now, is the premium service no ads or just fewer ads? The premium service is no ads. For now. And some extremely sketchy shit like early access 
I couldn't find anywhere what the fuck that meant. I found out through faking it. I pretended that I was going to go through and get the membership and then I put in an expired credit card that I keep on hand for just one such occasion. It turns out the listings actually become visible earlier to premium members. Oh, so wait, doesn't that suck for sellers all the way around? I mean, to me, yes, I think that sucks deeply because most of my buyers aren't going to be premium members. Yeah, so that just reduces the number of buyers that everyone has. Exactly. I find this egregious. Some people have referred to this as overreacting since the cooldown is 30 minutes for non-premium, which just to me kind of punches in more that it's a scam. Like, you're paying for 30 minutes early access. The fuck? It also introduced inbox priority. And you, what you might notice is that that kind of fucks with being able to sort inbound inquiries from highest to lowest. It does, yeah. Which also sucks if you're a seller. And, of course, in addition to all of this, a badge that says premium that communicates nothing except that you were foolish enough to pay for this. So now everyone trying to sell stuff on this app knows that you're an easy mark. I think one of the worst things is that it's actually really hard to pin down a cost. It changed every time I tried to go for one. That's really fucking weird. Yeah, don't worry, it'll get weirder. Oh boy. It also introduced microtransactions. What? Yeah. On a transaction-based website, you need smaller transactions? Yes, a bump feature. You can pay to move your listing to the top of the results for $2.99 for a day or $7.99 for three days. Which, that's some weird math, but okay. Again, this is strange to me, um, especially if I'm, I'm looking at the area I'm in. Being at the top of the list doesn't really do a lot because there's not a lot of listings. This is further complicated. Now, OfferUp has always had an option to offer something for shipping. Usually this was done through a private shipping service and it would just be tagged that it was shippable. And extremely annoyingly, if you didn't specifically select that you were shopping for pickup, they would turn up and kind of ruin your results by getting shit from fucking Arizona. Which, unless you live in Arizona, is not necessarily convenient. Yeah, I don't know about anyone else, I don't come to a customer-to-customer platform with the aim to buy things to have shipped to me. Correct. That's what eBay is for and Etsy in my mind. These have taken a huge priority in OfferUp so that most of the results you get, even if you select that you're looking for local pickup, the boosted listings that are shipped will still turn up in your results. Great. Extremely annoying. Love that. What's more is that, like eBay, OfferUp decided to go the route of offering a shipping service through the app. Now, with eBay, this service fee is negligible. It is usually a 0.05% of the sales because eBay is big enough to make that shit work. Offerups is a 12.9% service fee. That's absolutely buck wild. That is more than Patreon charges us. Oh, and plus the shipping cost. What service exactly are they offering at that point? It is convenient. It can be quite stressful for people, especially who are doing things largely online to calculate shipping. It can be very stressful trying to figure out like the exact cost of like the weight and dimension of it. A lot of people will default to this because it's easier. You print out a label and it's done. That is the appeal of the eBay shipping service, in fact. How does eBay know how much something in my house weighs? Here's my secret. I don't use eBay shipping service. How does any online service know what something in my house weighs in order to provide an accurate shipping label? You still have to weigh it and punch it in. So they're not providing any service. Really? Not exactly, no. Because I still have to have the scale, and I still have to do the math, and I still have to then take it to the post office so to confirm the math I've already done in my house. So what are they doing here? Uh, they're printing out a label for you, so that instead of talking to the people at the post office, you can just drop the box. I will give eBay some credit. Their international shipping service is actually quite worth it. 
their rates are much cheaper than going through most shipping services, but we're not talking about eBay today. Obviously, eBay's made quite the success for itself, and you don't need to be told that. Now, what's eBay? eBay is my dad. Oh. Here's a little spoiler. If you are still looking to do online shipping, because going to the post office is a pain for you, or you live somewhere rural, try Pirate Ship or Shippo. These are both really great money-saving services. I have heard wonderful things about Pirate Ship, and that's not just because I have pirate brain. Genuinely, people I know who sell online love Pirate Ship. We're not being paid to say this because no one pays us to say anything. Pirate Ship, here, we will do an entire episode on you if you sponsor us. That's how this works. That's how sponsorship (laughs) works. I look forward to working with you. (laughs) Like most things, the ads are targeted, which I hate. I don't know. Other things that frustrate me about it, it recently ate the app Let Go, which is to say that the company purchased the app Let Go, which I liked way better. LetGo had a very clean user interface and a heavy emphasis on trades and free pickups, which obviously is very exciting to a little goblin like me. And that's just gone now, so thanks for that offer up. And for this, offer up must burn. They offered job listings now. Okay. Which I checked out, and it, the job listings are all entirely huge box businesses that are just scanning and putting in job listings literally everywhere, and then outright scams. So it's just those, like, it's McDonald's and a scammer is, like, basically what you're gonna find there. Even shadier. You didn't think you'd get weirder. It gets shadier. You can hit limits on how much you can post in certain categories, which can only be gotten around through a paid membership. Oh, so you're kind of forced to diversify your income stream. Yes, or you're forced to pay them money. And while they used to have a specific program that was just for car dealers, which in and of itself was a questionable choice as anyone who knows customer-to-customer services knows that car dealerships getting involved makes the app or platform very close to unusable, thanks Craigslist. That is kind of what took it down. My belief why Facebook Marketplace is currently like the king of customer-to-customer purchasing is because there aren't dealerships on it. Can you go more into that? What about dealerships? fucks it up. It's just spamming. Dealerships make money through volume and they advertise that full volume anywhere they can. Okay, so you just like once a dealership gets onto the app, the app is nothing but used car ads for this one dealership because they just have so many in stock coming in and out every day. Exactly right. And of course, much like eBay and like Instagram sales, they abuse the tagging system pretty badly, which makes searching for anything just as frustrating as browsing. Ask me how I feel about shopping for fish tanks on Craigslist. It's not great because it turns out every car has a gas tank. Oh no. Hashtag tank. So yeah, it's just that it's a huge volume. So when you incentivize dealerships showing up, your search results just become a lot harder to sift through, which will eventually drive people off your platform. Unless they're specifically a car buying group, in which case you should probably just transition to making this a car buying app. So now, if you do really well on OfferUp, and this seems to happen as best as anyone could guess at random, and I went through quite a few posts in the OfferUp subreddit to see who this was happening to and when and why, I could see no pattern, you will get an email that offers you an OfferUp business account. Originally, this seems to have been to keep car dealers on a, a sort of separate area of the site. Now just about anyone can do it, however, it does cost $500 a month. Sorry. $500 a month? $500 a month. For what? What could they possibly give you for that? Apart from like a daily blowjob. You don't even get the premium membership for that. 
Did you think it was done? It got worse. It turns out that if you are selling what you might consider limited items, which you could also, um, I would underline it with frequently hot items, and I'm using hot to describe a stolen item that is being flipped, uh, you can get shadow banned for doing too well at selling them. Now, of course, this is pretty huge focus on cars, but also phones, any kind of technology and jewelry. Now, that sucks if you're a refurbisher or perhaps an estate sale person who ends up with a lot of jewelry to sell. The fun thing about triggering one of these limited categories and having your entire account shadow banned, which if you don't know what that means, means that you don't turn up in search results, is that if you reach out to customer service and ask why, they will offer you a business account. This is hearsay, but I read this story about 10 times. It'll trigger an offer for a business account, which is anywhere from 500 to, it turns out, $1,000 a month, depending on what you're selling. And if you decline, your account is terminated. Whoa! Now that's a hard sell. OfferUp will punish you for being successful without paying them. Fuck, dude. I started this with the idea that it was just that OfferUp had become bloated, it was too heavy on ads, it focused too much on shipping, I didn't like the inclusion of a job listing, and what I ended up with is that they are actually extremely shady. <laughs> Oops. Like, way shadier than I thought. As for the pros of OfferUp, um... As a buyer, question mark might be okay? If you live anywhere but where we live? It's mostly fine. Um, one of my biggest issues, which actually didn't come up on anyone else's, like, complaints, was actually that there's no timeout for listings. Now, Craigslist requires you monthly to review your listing and manually repost it, which is fantastic for removing a bunch of idiot garbage that I literally can't buy because it was posted four years ago. OfferUp doesn't feature this. So because everything gets infinitely reposted, if you just stop using OfferUp but don't, like, close out your account, it will just keep infinitely reposting all the shit that never sold? Yep, and it doesn't seem to have any sort of internal, like, method of bringing those to the bottom of the search results, especially if you're searching keywords. So you could get really excited about something and then find out it was posted five years ago. Some states still out there on offer up to this day. <laughs> so if you're a buyer, it's mostly fine, except that it will be an extremely irritating experience depending on where you live. OfferUp does offer to handle your money through transactions, which given that finding what their security looks like is not something I would under any circumstances do. Yeah, I don't trust these people with my money, frankly. I don't trust them with my money. They are not super transparent about what their data collection looks like. As for my personal experience, I put my Emototronic Furby up for sale, and in two weeks I received no queries, no offers, and a grand total of 23 views. Whereas when you put this same Furby up on a different selling site you received... On eBay, I received five inquiries in the first three hours. And all of this without paying eBay $500 a month. That's true, I paid eBay a negligible percentage of the final sale. As for purchasing, I messaged someone about the grow light that they had listed. I made sure that it had been listed within a two-week period, and they have just sort of never gotten back to me. On offer up? On offer up, yes. So, overall, if it's working for you, cool, but don't fall for any of its upsells. If it's not working for you, you're not crazy. It kind of sucks. If you were thinking about trying it, we wouldn't recommend starting now. Yeah, I really wouldn't. Unless you're looking for something really specific and you're planning on buying it and you're planning on using it to arrange a private sale with the individual, not through the app, which is a lot of steps, I would just recommend trying some other apps. Sources for today include going on OfferUp, help.offerup.com, the subreddit r slash OfferUp, 
GeekWire.com, fast-growing off-rep breaks silence with 90 million in funding, and Forbes.com, the two young entrepreneurs who disrupted Craigslist, as well as Wikipedia. They didn't disrupt Wikipedia. <laughs> if you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly at antiquesfreakspodcast at gmail.com. You can post on our Facebook group, antiquesfreaksfriends. You can tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com, or you can post on our Instagram at instagram.com slash antiquesfreaks. If you're mad at me for shaming your favorite app, feel free to scroll on wherever you're listening to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. Five stars. What an affront to my sensibilities, you might say. And if you would like to peruse some vintage and antique goods on a site that is not a scam, you can check out our Etsy at etsy.com slash shop slash antiquesfreaks. And if you need more Antiques Freaks in your week, you can head up our Patreon at patreon.com slash antiquesfreaks, where every week we read and review a chapter of the Victorian Penny Dreadful Varn of the Vampire, The Feast of Blood. Special thanks to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right, you. Au revoir. Goodbye.